everything in business is a gamble. People generally buy people. It's genius! We want an education What you're thinking, can you get the buy-in? You're listening to Forest FM, a salon business show with hosts Zoe Below Springer and Killian Vigna. For your industry, by your industry. As you may or may not know, at Forest we're focused on doing what we do best, being the champion of the independent salon owner. A lot of what we do is to support independent salons, whether you've one location or a few. As we begin to grow, so did our clients, but we're not going to take all the credit for that. As a result, we've received a lot of interest around how to know when it's time to open a second location. Now to answer this, in 2019 in episode 133, we were joined by Anthony Whitaker to talk about expanding your salon or spa business. Go check that episode out. But since then, you can find loads of content from us at Forest and some guest contributors outlining the topic in a bit more detail. However, One area of business we've never discussed is franchising, which brings us to episode 198, this episode. Franchising is a whole different ballgame in itself. There's recruitment processes. You need to advertise it to be able to get people on board to buy into your salon. Um, You do need to make sure that your salon's profitable because people want to make sure that, well, why should they invest in your franchise rather than just open up their own salon? So you need to have that model there that people are like, oh, I want a bit of that. I want to be part of this brand. It's always good to try and open up a second location of your own first. Make sure that it is repeatable and it is a successful blueprint to then go, okay, I've done two salons now. They've got the same systems. They're working perfectly. I'm then going to franchise. On the show with us today, a salon owner, regular writer for many industry magazines, and a dedicated business mentor with KG Professional, a training academy across the UK and eyelash product range. Katie Godfrey opened her beauty salon over 11 years ago when she was just 19 years old. Since then, she's built a multi-award winning salon, which has been published over 45 times, including OK, Hello Magazine, and Nationwide Newspapers. She's won over 15 awards, pampered celebrities, and you may recognize her voice today from her hosting the Life of KG, a podcast covering all things beauty and business for those in the beauty and lash industry. Katie, welcome to Forest FM. It's a pleasure to have you on the show and a pleasure to be chatting with you again um, as we've had a little conversation a couple of weeks ago on your podcast. We did. Thank you so much for having me. Katie, again, like Zoe said, welcome to the show. Um, really excited for this one because this is actually a topic that we haven't covered pretty much ever. Like we've done an episode before on when you know it's time to set up a second location or thinking about like expanding your business. But franchising is never something typically that top pops up around forests. Like, I don't know, Zoe, have you heard it through the grapevine or anything like that? Not a whole lot. Like in conversations with salon owners or coaches, yeah, but not not like that. And I feel like franchising is like such a different world. Yeah, yeah. It's just like when I think of franchises, I think of like Burger Kings, McDonald's. I think of like the fast <laughs> food and everything else like that, where it's just they, they're po- uh, dotted all over, pretty much globally all over the world. So Katie, mm. can you do us a favor and actually tell us, I suppose in a nutshell, what is the difference between franchising and just opening up multiple locations or becoming a chain, I suppose. This is what excites me so much because so many people don't know about franchising or are confused around the subject that there's so much growth for salon owners right now if they are to look at doing this. So 
franchising is basically scaling your business, having multiple locations under your brand, but they're owned by someone else. So mm-hmm. same as McDonald's, McDonald's is McDonald's, but actually all them branches are owned by a franchise or franchisee. So it's exactly the same with salons. So you would scale, you would have people that buy into your brand, you help them open their salons, you guide them, you mentor them. But for example, their teams are their teams. You don't have anything to do with them unless it's training. Um, Whereas if it was your own branches, you have to have the cash injection to be able to open them branches. You need to deal with all the staffing. Obviously, it's like you know your your salon that you have at the moment mm. just multiple times so franchising is a way of growth faster but actually not having to have that cash flow up front to have to open your own branches so just put like that it seems like such a stress relief already compared to like opening up a second location or or just like that and having having to deal with all like you know multiple teams uh, the cash injections and stuff but i'm sure there's also cons to franchising so is there like any big major pros and cons obviously the pros we've, we've mentioned maybe two just there but yeah i mean stress relief is very different you're obviously have a lot more control over your business if or over the branches if they're your branches and not a franchise because it's not other people running that business Mm -hmm. so you've got to remember even though they have your branding your ways of working that's still someone else's limited company Mm -hmm. yeah so you have to make sure you have them structures in place that they're running it and have the same culture and everything as you want in the salons but also you need to make sure you have that control to be able to do that and that knowledge to be able to do that. People have paid into your brand, so you need to come up with all the goods and all the knowledge for them to be successful. So you've got that stress on your head that that salon needs to be successful because someone has invested a lot of money mm-hmm. into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the pros are obviously you can grow quite quickly. Your brand gets out there a lot faster. So if you think of someone like Tony and Guy, obviously they're a franchise. Yeah. Um, it strengthens all your locations because the brand will automatically be stronger if there's more branches. Uh, the pro is obviously you don't need that cash flow up front to open all the branches yourself because someone else is putting that cash flow in there. Um, I'd say the biggest con is making sure that you've got the same standards throughout. If you go, I keep relating back to McDonald's just because everyone knows McDonald's, right? But if you go to McDonald's, you know what the location looks like. You know what the taste is. You know what service you're getting. So you need to make sure that that happens throughout your salon franchises as well. People want to go into your salon and know exactly what's on your treatment menu, exactly what products you're using, exactly what the service is going to be. And that's when you need to make sure that you recruit franchisees who are going to be able to do that throughout your branches. You were saying there, so cash flow has come up a few times already in the few minutes of the episode um, where people buy into your franchise. Is that then to say that you don't necessarily need to be running, I suppose, a cash flow positive, successful salon? You just have to have like a good brand, a good image, a place that someone wants to come to. I suppose what I'm asking is, how do you actually evaluate if your business is ready to franchise if you've got good books, you've got good branding, but you might not actually be there on the day-to-day yourself, does that mean you could still franchise or is there more, like, how do you evaluate it? You need to make sure that your existing salon 
is able to replicate exactly the same again and again and again. So it all comes down to your blueprint and making sure that you can repeat that same business model. Mm -hmm. You need to make sure from a salon owner point of view that your business is running completely without you, that then you can step out to then help these other branches that are coming on board. Yeah. So if you're a therapist or a salon owner that's stuck in your business at the moment doing treatment back to back, how you're going to have a time to launch another another branch or help another uh, franchisee is going to be pretty impossible. It's not impossible, because you, but it's going to be harder. You would need then a franchise manager to look after that side of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would make sense. So if you're not working behind a chair and actually working behind a business, that's a, good in- a much better or stronger indicator. Yeah, because franchising is a whole different ball game in itself. There's recruitment processes. You need to advertise it to be able to get people on board to buy into your salon. Um, you do need to make sure that your salon's profitable because people want to make sure that, well, why should they invest in your franchise rather than just open up their own salon? So you need to have that model there that people are like, oh, I want a bit of that. I want to be part of this brand. They're promising me this and that. So you need to make sure that you can follow through with that. Yeah, 100%. Um, I want to come back to something you mentioned there, like you need to find franchisees who want to work with you. Like how, how do you go about finding those people to begin with? Is there like... There's... There's like franchise exhibitions you could go to where people will go there to look for what franchise they want to invest in a lot of the time social media now because obviously that's where everyone is a lot of the time uh, my business partner so we've got a consulting company um for franchising and my business partner she got all of her franchises through her staff and clients So she actually hasn't done any recruitment elsewhere and it's been extremely successful for her. She owns uh, Moe's. And so it it depends. You can go, it's very expensive to to go down the advertising route, but you can do that. Um, Or yeah, social media or your existing clients and database. So how do you, once you find someone that's interested in buying into your franchise, how do you, I suppose, maintain consistency or standards? Because, and I hate to say it again, but to go back to that McDonald's example, a lot of people probably would be familiar with the film, The Founder. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things he did when he was franchising was he just wanted to buy, uh, find someone that would set up another McDonald's. But there was no consistency. And when he was going to the McDonald's, they were pretty much all over the place. So how do you ensure those standards are met? All to do with the recruitment process, making sure that it's very clear of what standards need to be met, comes down to the training, it comes down to all of the manuals that are part of a franchise system. So like your operations manual, which is basically your Bible to what you can do and what you can't do and the products you use and the way you deal with customer complaints or anything like that. Everything has to be upfront and in manuals and in documents and also just you're very hands-on in the beginning you want your mentor in the salon you're going in there and going to see the salon and the team quite a lot to begin with and then stepping away so you're mentoring them all of the time and that's to keep make sure the salons and the standards are kept if you don't go in there for six months then how do you know that 
you know, things aren't running exactly how you want them to be. So they do need to be handheld for a little while until then you can completely step back. And even then, you're still very much invested in that franchisee. Yeah, all the way down to the marketing as well. Like, you know, posting on social media, there's there's certainly like guidelines and stuff that you need to establish. Yeah, definitely. And every single franchise is different. Everyone has, um, you know, it all depends what that brand wants. But for example definitely social media people like to have control of that and have the same feel and the same look so it might mean that there's one social media platform that all the branches come from um or when it comes to offers in salons is that an offer for every single salon or is that or, or are you going to let that salon make their own offers you yeah. want to because you don't want one salon always doing offers and one salon isn't like mm. for example for my salon i don't actually believe in offers so it's very rare that we do them so i wouldn't then want a franchise going and doing offers all the time so you just need to make sure you're all on that same level and do you call the shots that they can do or are you going to let them be free with that so that's all different things that needs to you know be be agreed beforehand yeah, because otherwise, I mean, it, it just deludes the um, the brand reputation altogether anyways, if you don't. Yeah, it's just keeping that consistent brand all the time. You need to make sure that the client knows exactly what they get in, no matter what branch they go to. No, if that's in the UK or in Dubai or in America, wherever that franchise is, it needs to be exactly the same throughout. And that's why they're so successful. Yeah. So should, um, when you're dealing with a new franchisee, or should you have like a cooling off period? You know, like you make a purchase, get like a 30 day money back guarantee. It's going to be an expensive one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, I suppose when you open up the second location, if it doesn't work out, it's it's on your back. You can kind of shut it down and go back to the single location or move it to another location. But I suppose you don't really have that luxury when you're dealing with someone else that's bought into your business so do you have any agreements that if you're not meeting the standards operations can be shut down like how do you prevent issues happening yeah so um there all comes down to the legal document side of things it's very in-depth if anyone is interested in franchising they have to make sure they have um a franchise consultant on board they need to make sure they have a legal team on board and they are musts because if anything then does happen like that down the line where you know you're clashing or it's not being run how you want there is ways where you can close that salon down if they're not running how you want them to run mm-hmm um, if the if the franchisee that's invested the money isn't happy, then there's different ways that they can take that too. Um, mm. But yeah, that's where all your legal documents come into place, which are extremely important to safeguard you on that. Yeah. Um, and that's why as well, like it's always good if you do have a successful salon now and you are looking to franchise, it's always good to try and open up a second location of your own first. Make sure that it is repeatable and it is a successful blueprint to then go, okay, I've done two salons now. They've got the same systems. They're working perfectly. I'm then going to franchise. You can just do it with one branch, but you have to be really, really, really sure that are them systems repeatable or have you just won it and it's just lucky that your systems work how you do at the moment? So it's always really good to definitely have a second location first and then franchise, I personally think. So let's say I'm ready to franchise, like I've tested out, you know, I've opened a second location, everything's running well and stuff. Like what are key roles? You mentioned a franchisee manager. Um, are, are there any specific roles that you need to hire 
uh, for when you're franchising your business um, that you kind of really need at the start to help you out? To begin with, no. I would just say the only investment you really need to make is your franchise consultant. So obviously there's consultancy companies out there that help you with this. Obviously we're one of them. Um, So you need to have that. You can't franchise without that really, Mm -hmm. not without maybe coming into trouble later on. But when it comes to franchise managers, that's something that you can do yourself as a salon owner to start with. There's no reason why you can't do that yourself if you're out of the salon. If you're still stuck in your salons and doing treatments and you're not interested in coming out, but you do want to franchise, that's when you have to go, Okay, I need to then hire someone to do this role for me because my goal is to franchise but actually I like being in the chair and doing treatments Mm -hmm. so it kind of depends where you fit in that so you can do either or but I love it when a salon owner steps out of their salon their salons are running completely without them and then they can focus on getting the the franchisees in and working with them and then obviously as it grows if you have like 20 franchisees or however many and you're like okay I need help now <laughs> don't cover staff members on board but you can completely do it on your own to begin with 20 franchises on your own that sounds pretty impressive <laughs> it does doesn't um, it <laughs> is there anything like immediate that you need to change about your business to be able to move towards franchising like even right down to how your business is registered is there do you have to register from say like an independent salon or a corporate or franchise I'm not even too sure of how that is set up in the first place yeah no your your salon is just your salon and then you're basically like licensing your name out kind of thing um but I would say trademark is one thing that you have to make sure you've got before you start franchising you need to make sure that no one else has that name or nothing's going to happen that way so you need to make sure that your 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 brand is trademarked so then you can franchise can franchise that so they're basically buying into the trademark um as a company no like however your company is set up i always recommend limited company if you're a salon and have the overheads and the staff but otherwise there isn't really anything different that you have to do in that sense mm. i would just say you definitely have your trademark done typically like i know you, you obviously you've you've been helping um your clients do that go through the process of franchising how how long can that process typically take even just to open one franchise salon everyone's very different so a lot of our clients um some of them are still trying to get out their salons now for their goal to franchise so they might be looking at a two three year goal to then sell their first franchise or some of our clients already have one or two branches that are completely working on their own and they could have a franchise their first franchise within six months okay okay. so it really does depend on the individual again that comes down to recruitment how easy it is to be able to get someone on board your contacts do you already have people interested is there a staff member that would love her own business but you know it would actually prefer your help and support and then she buys into your brand Mm mm-hmm or do you have clients that want to have their own salons and actually love coming to your salons and then want their own? So there's, there's, there's so many different options and timing really just, just does depend on the person. Yeah, that's fair. Could you share with us um, an experience you've had with a client or having set up the franchise? Kind of like what does that journey typically look like from someone that you've actually worked with before? I suppose like a case study in a sense. Okay, so I would say again... 
make sure your salons are running perfectly fine without you, you've got your systems in place, then from there you're going to go and look for a franchise consultant and get all that paperwork and documentation, which takes a long time. Like that is a big job. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you've got your franchise operations manual, you've got your firm, you have to do business plans to then obviously help you with the new businesses that come on um, on board. You've got like decor and design documentation. So you can go to the person that's interested and say, well, I like these now bars all have to be in the salon. We need this wallpaper. We need this colour paint. Like all of that needs to be done. So there's so much information that needs to be done before you physically then go out and recruit. Then there's the recruitment process. Then when you get someone on board, obviously all the financial things, and then it's about finding a location. Now, all the salon owners listening to this know how hard it is to find the right and perfect location. So you might get really lucky and there might be something up now that's available, or it might take you six months to find a location or even longer. So you've got that process Mm. of finding the location then obviously decking it out and then launching. But the whole way through, you're holding your franchisee's hand through that process, helping them recruit teams, um, helping them do their launch day. And then once they've launched, obviously supporting them through that to build a successful business at the end of it. Do you have any uh, success stories that you'd like to share with us of someone that's, I suppose, gone from an independent salon to a franchise without ever realizing that they'd go down the franchise route? I would say, I'm going to say my business partner, Amy Lewis from Mui's, because she started with one, opened with a second salon. She has got four franchises now, What the fourth one opening in May, and two of them franchises she sold over lockdown. Whoa, in lockdown, that's impressive. Very impressive. And that's why she's my business partner. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let her go. <laughs> So um, it's very impressive. So I think anyone can like, yeah, just just amazing. She's she's smashed it. So she's definitely someone to look up to there. So you've got your success story there. It's obviously something that I suppose empowers you to keep working with salons to do this. If you were to just give some passing thoughts before we wrap up the episode, what concerns have you heard from people that you, you might like to address here for our listeners if they are kind of toying with the idea of franchising but it sounds a bit scary to them what advice would you give i would say just do your research and give it a go like as long as you've got all your documents in place you've got them forever then and then recruit and see what comes out of it like you can't like there's There's no risk with that. It's not like you're putting down a down payment or anything like that. Like give it a go because it is such a good way to scale and grow your brand and your business. Like I truly believe in the franchise brand and the way that it's done. And look at America, most of their businesses are franchises. Mm. So I think, and with the with the salon world, I just think it's just not known that much. I mean, look how well Tony and Guy have done, and like there's other franchises as well, mainly in the hair side of things. But it's it's such a successful business model that if you want to grow and scale, it's definitely the way to do it. So give it a shot. Essentially, if your business is definitely give it a shot. If you've got all your paperwork, you're pretty happy with how your business runs. Just try it. I suppose it does seem like such an easier option than to go through the whole process of setting up a second location because you've got everything and you're just going here, package. You want to pay for that? It's like selling a product, and essentially, 
only on a l- much yeah, larger I, scale. It, yeah, and it is similar to obviously having your own location, but you're not the one that's investing in decking the salon out, uh, paying for the team. So it takes that pressure off because mm. someone else that's investing in the brand is doing that for you. But you still have to have eyes on everything. Yeah. So it's a very different stress, but it's, you know, it, it is so good. And you can you can still franchise and you can still have your own like branches. So you could say, oh, okay, my goal is to have five of my own branches, but then I want to have 10 franchises. Yeah. That sounds mm. like a life goal. Jeez. Doesn't <laughs> it? <laughs> well, listen, Katie, we're down to the uh, start starter question for this episode. Um, so I hope I hope uh, it doesn't uh, stings you into silence, I suppose. Um, here we go. When was the last time you left your comfort zone and how did you grow? Oh, my comfort zone. 2020 was the year consumers changed their habits, supporting local and buying online. Online purchases increased by 50%. Social media influenced 55% of those decisions and 70% said they'd buy online again. So this begs the question, how well did your salon adapt? The good news is Forrest now has an online health score calculator. In less than five minutes, you can get your own bespoke report with tips on how to improve your online marketing, social media, online reputation and salon website. Take the assessment today at forest.com slash online hyphen health hyphen score. My comfort zone. I come out my comfort zone all the time because I just love to push myself. Mm -hmm. So even when it comes to, say, speaking on a podcast, even though I've got my own channel to do something like this, I find nerve wracking. Um, There's something um, called, you guys must have heard about it, Clubhouse. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I hate public speaking believe it or not (laughs) and to go on stage on clubhouse or to go on stage at an event is me coming out my comfort zone all the time and I stutter and I get my my words mixed out see I just done it then (laughs) like (laughs) so I'm always at my comfort zone but I don't care because that's what pushes me all of the time so I love it do you find it gets easier the more you do (laughs) I still think that's like a an absolute joke that people say because every time you do it you still it's still just as hard isn't it getting up and speaking in front of people it is I don't (laughs) think it matters how many times you've done it I mean even on my podcast channel I think we've done 72 episodes and I'm not even the one being interviewed and I'm still nervous before I go live (laughs) (laughs) now you know how we feel (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly yeah, like what, three, this is our fifth season and it's still, it's the same feeling before every episode, yeah. which is I good know. because it means you want it to go well and you're nervous, you're excited for it, not nerves, excitement, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah the good type of nerves. Make, <laughs> yeah, and you yeah. just want to make sure you're always getting everything across to people, don't you, and serving your people, that's what it is to me. I want to make sure I'm giving value to everyone. So you're always like, oh, was that enough value that I gave? Was it not? Are they going to be happy? Like, so you just put yourself under so much pressure. Yeah. <laughs> You've Absolutely. definitely provided that in this episode anyway. So don't oh, worry about good. that. <laughs> for sure. And um, for anyone listening, we've mentioned uh, Katie's podcast, The Life of KG. You can find it on all the major platforms out there. Um, but for people looking to maybe get in touch with you and maybe chat about franchising or have other um, questions in regards to, you know, uh, helping their salon grow because you run a consultancy business as well. Um, how can people find you online? 
online instagram well any platforms but instagram is where i live constantly 24 hours a day <laughs> so my main handle is just at kg salon where you can contact me directly or if you're interested in the franchising side of things it's at salon franchise but either one of those you can connect with me on that's amazing Brilliant. thanks so much for joining us today katie and shedding light on franchising such a new topic for us <laughs> You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. It's been great. Thanks so much. Like Killian said at the start of today's episode, a lot of what we do is support independent salons, um, whether you have one location or a few. If you're thinking about franchising and you want more information, you want to go more in depth about what we talked about today, you can always reach out to Katie and her partner. They'll be more than happy to answer uh, your questions. And in terms of what's coming um, or what's available to you right now, um, education-wise from Forrest, uh, you're looking at three on-demand webinars so two that are uh, focused for the US and Canada markets, and then one that is focused for the UK and IE market. You can find all the relevant information about these webinars in today's transcript, but you're looking at charging your worth, an in-depth look at pricing and communicating value, mission control, learning to shift when needed and improve results, and unleash peak performance, your five-step leadership blueprint. One last thing before you sign off, don't forget to head over to force.com forward slash FM where you can find today's transcript and subscribe to the show's email newsletter to get all the updates and guest downloadable content and resources delivered straight to your inbox weekly on Wednesdays. Also, join Killian and I on Instagram Live tomorrow from the Force Salon Software account to discuss this week's Thought Starter question. When was the last time you left your comfort zone and how did you grow? As always, if you want to share your thoughts on Forest FM or this episode specifically, send us an email at forestfm at forest.com or leave us a review on Apple Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, stay safe and we'll catch you next Monday. All the best. This episode was edited and mixed by Audio Z, Montreal's cutting-edge post-production studio for creative minds looking to have their vision professionally produced and mixed. Great music makes great moments. Forest FM, the Salon Owners Podcast, is brought to you by Forest Salon Software. Get your clients back in more often, spending more, and generating referrals. Let's grow.